know more about this. We're, <laughs> we're live, and uh, this is our final discussion uh, before the High Holy Days, since uh, next week we have uh, the opportunity for guys to um, minister to the uh, Monroe Help Center and uh, actually live out what we're going to talk about tonight. So, tonight's, uh, tonight's discussion deals with abortion, which some would, some would call it pro-choice, some would call it pro-death, some would call it pro-life, some would call it saving lives. Um, so let's just go quickly around the room as we normally do and talk about what's our worldview. I mean, we don't we don't need to hash words. What's what's the worldview? Murder. Murder. Also, murder and slavery. Slavery. Because you are not giving the unborn child who can't even express their wants or desires. Okay. I like where you're going. I'm thinking we're. I'm tyranny. thinking that if you, if you want slavery to be included, there need to be slaves. But well, good. you could you could go with yeah, economics. You could go with slavery as far as the uh, Planned Parenthood selling off baby parts. Yeah, but that would be different from slavery. That would be you know financial uh, harvesting. Yeah. <laughs> harvesting. Yeah. Oh, what do you got? Abomination. Okay. Murder. No, nobody can hear you. What? It's murder. Murder. Even if you're not killing something that has consciousness. It has consciousness. It's in a form. Look. Look. I think you would say that human life begins at conception. Okay. Unbiblical. Abortion being unbiblical. Un a desecration of life. Unbiblical. Un Is that a word? Unbiblical. Well, that's a biblical concept I can get into. That's unbiblical. I've definitely heard some, some good Southern Christians use the phrase unbiblical. Unbiblical. It's got a little... It's got a twang on it. Yeah. I like it. All right. It kind of sounds a little bit like umbilical, which is actually part of the conversation. Oh! <laughs> I like it. That was for those in Gaston. I get it. Yeah. And we can spell it, too. All right. So, so I, I get, I'm just getting a, an undercurrent of... You don't like it. Maybe that's not true, but that's what I got. So let's uh, let's go back around the room the other way and hear how you've heard this defended. I mean, you know, murder, abort, uh, slavery. It's, it's clever. I'm going to work on that one. Um, these are these are visceral. So. How have you heard it supported? Well, it's never talking about the baby. Okay. It's always talking about the mom. It's always talking about the mom. Pro-choice, a woman's right to privacy. It's keep her your body. hands off my body. Um, that would actually help solve some of the abortion things. That last line you mentioned, but that's a separate issue. If that happened consistently, consistently, yes. um, <clears throat> we call that abstinence. Um, the uh, no, but the biggest argument. 
actually the, the most interesting one perhaps are the people who actually go so far as to say that it will mean there will never be an unloved child in the world. Okay, more a positive spin. Actually protects the children. Exactly, right? And this also works for those that have determined, you know, uh, technologically that there's a problem with the baby. Well, or, and, or and also like that. Say, <laughs> I've never really got into, into a debate about abortion. He's a little on the young side so far. It's okay. It's good. It's good. I like it. It's an and it's good. Well, when New York passed the abortion mm. law... Recently. Three or four months. It must have been a different subset of abortion, but it's it's had abortion laws. No, for long. sure, but recently uh, we got the moment, it, to they, the moment of birth. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. They basically redid it revised it, mm-hmm. but um, crime rate substantially went down, and that was shown as a correlation to when they passed abortion, because the concept is people who commit these um, acts usually are single parents who then have children who they raise in an unstable family environment. I got it. I got it. And so that they grow up to be thuggish. So um, they won't vigilantes. be because they're not there. That's right. So consumption of waffles all went down. We're not sure if they're related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I got you. Yeah. And picking strawberries. Right. The only good. information that I've obtained about abortion is from a speech from Galvin Club, and I unfortunately do not remember most of it. So Which speaks, I think, to the Gavel member presenter. But that's good. So, yeah. No, what actually, it was a very... Very strong presentation. It was. But not memorable? Not memorable. Extremely memorable. But not memorable to him. (laughs) Mr. Coca-Cola, you're done. What do you got? Um, Let's see. Positive presentation. Basically, um, a person's right to choose. Also, um, again, I've heard the argument, well, I'm saving the child. I mean, this person... I'm doing good for this person by not bringing them into the world. Okay, yeah. I privacy. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard twice um, the, the concept of either from an unwed mother who's never uh, been in this position, I would not want to bring a child into this world, as if this world is some horribleness. And the second thing I've heard is I'm saving the child from untold hurt actually the probably the biggest argument I've heard is it was a mistake it wasn't supposed to happen I'm just trying to fix the mistake okay so I think we're gonna we're gonna segue off of that it was a mistake I want to fix the mistake so from our worldview what's the mistake poor decision planning poor decision I like that give me something else Okay, Sometimes. immorality. Um, that may not be the case. So could be married couples. It could be. Okay. Let's hold that. That would be very interesting to see a statistic about how many married couples get abortions. Yeah, it would. I've I've never heard of that. But you stated it in absolute as if it's not. I, I know I did. I, I didn't mean to, case. but I know at least so one, one out of fifty million. Well, I mean, personal, no, I think it's hard. It's the only. It's the only person I know that's. I, I think there are couples. I beg your pardon. There are couples 
who use married abortion, couples. married couples who use abortion as birth control. Obviously, it's an extreme form of birth control. That's a fact. Mm. Right? And we would have to define at what point do we consider birth control as the morning after pill, the form of birth control. Then you but not say, tonight. So, <laughs> the question becomes, are we fixing a problem? If we are, what problem are we fixing? I've heard poor planning. I've heard, what did you say? Immorality. Immorality. Yeah, no pulling punches tonight. All right. How about you there, Trump, Pence, Keep America Great 2020? I was just looking up the question. According to Parents Magazine, um, this says, I don't know what their statistic is based on, but mothers are the um, majority of patients who have abortions. In other words, people who already have a child are then aborting the next one. Thank you. Again, what's your reason or raison d'etre for having an abortion? Well, I do think that um, Alex really hit the nail on the head as far as like poor planning. I sure. think that there's definitely a lot of times it has to do with finances or with um, it not, you know, people not sticking to a plan perhaps. But there's also other cases too. Things sometimes happen that weren't supposed to. Mm -hmm. So to speak, you do what you try, yeah, you try to it, stop it and then it happens yeah, anyway. In fact, it, it apparently is supposed to happen. So, yes. yes, sir. And to also throw in, it limits my future opportunity. Okay. Career. I think that's more. important, right? Yeah. So we've got a problem we need to fix. Why do we need to fix it? I'm now restricted. Mm -hmm. Is that true? It definitely is an indicator for poverty to be a single parent. Forget poverty. Is it true that it's restricting? It is. Yes. yes. Without yes. question. Why? Because that baby will take a lot of your time. Biblically, you've got amazing responsibilities now with regard to parenting, and it doesn't end at, how old are you, 18? I'll be 17. Yeah, 17. Yeah. That's right. See? Yeah. <laughs> Financially, time. Oh, my goodness. Emotionally. Right? Career. Job opportunities, yeah. right? All that kind of stuff. There's no question this is a burden. Is it any wonder that there's been this fix provided for this problem? Plus, also, just to throw out there, I think, this is my kind of personal off-the-top-of-my-head position, I think that um, it seems that birth control was perhaps less effective previously because what's quite fascinating is that abortions have gone down. Um, and I don't know if that's just simply a change in like people's perceptions, but from what I've heard, I feel like, it, from what I read off and on, it seems like things like birth control, better family planning, whatever, has reduced it. So it did seem like it was... Not more necessary. That's not never necessary. But people used it more than I think they are using it now. While that's in, you know encouraging, they're still using it, and hence tonight. I think the reason for that would be Trump pulling funding from Planned Parenthood. It definitely that's hurts them. so recent. I don't think it would affect this. But there are also some states that are um, through various legislation have actually made it much more difficult to have abortion clinics, which is a great thing as well. But has also nothing to do with tonight. Why are we getting abortions? We're getting them because it's inconvenient, because it causes a problem with our careers, because it's immoral. <laughs> you, you, the way you introduced that was you were saying something like, why, why did this happen? And so I was just saying, well, someone did something immoral. 
but you had I, sex I, outside but, of marriage. But that's think, why it happened. But happens. I think Josh was pointed out, and rightly so, that that's not necessarily so. It could be that two loving Christian parents have another baby right after their first baby, and it would just be too overwhelming. And it's less than convenient to have another baby now. What do we do? What are the options? Have the baby. Have the baby, which doesn't fix the problem, but we could give it up for adoption. Give it up for adoption or offer it up for adoption, right? In-laws raise it. <laughs> Say it again? In-laws raise it. In-laws raise it, right? You know, deal, deal with grandma and grandpa, that, sure. Abort it? Abortion, and we're going we're gonna to hold that out. So I've got two so far. Raise it yourself. That would be... Deal with... And the baby. Oh, deal, the with, yeah. deal with the consequences and step up and, and deal with... What, what are we dealing with? The consequences of your decision, your own decision, your own actions, the consequences of your own actions, right? All right, so how do you deal with then uh, the rape or incest and all these other horrible things that we don't want to talk about on the radio? I had nothing to do with this. I was a victim. Surely I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to... Well, I mean, what's our response to that argument? I'm asking you. Well, I would definitely say that um, two wrongs don't make a right. And in my mind, it's like, if Bob kills your sister, you don't respond by killing Bob's sister. Well, you could. You could. But that would, I mean, you know, maybe you're you're Italian, perhaps. But the point is that you wouldn't wouldn't do it in a sense of justice. That's not justice. I would. (laughs) That's your time. Point there yeah, is to say that, uh, that, that, like, that the victim here is the mom, but the baby is not the perpetrator. Okay, so, so that's a great point. And it's brought out uh, in, in most anti-abortion uh, rhetoric type things. I was raped. So I need to kill the, I need to kill the baby. It's like, wait a second, the, the, the guy who did wrong should be shot, not the baby. What, why are we... The baby is not the problem. The baby's the innocent here. Um, that's normally not brought out. But why isn't it brought out? Because it's convenient. Because it's not convenient to bring the baby out. It's more convenient to just ignore the fact that we've got a baby. And that's what leads us to this whole concept of... It's not a baby. Mm. It's, it's just tissue in me, and I've gained a little bit of weight here, and, and that kind of thing, and I can, I can fix this, right? Okay. I really feel like that's why the argument breaks down so much, is because you can't have it both ways. You can't say the reason abortion should be okay is for in these extreme cases, and then go all the way to the other side and say, you're a loving married couple with two kids and you just can't afford another one, we have a solution for it. Those are the 
most polar opposite you could possibly be. I can't, I can't agree with you more. So, so you're ridiculous. saying then that we should allow them to kill the baby in the case, in these cases, but in these cases we should say, no, wait, 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 the circumstances are different now. And how you got into this position is different, and therefore we should stop you. No. My, my, my no. My point that's is exactly the opposite Oh, of that. okay. That's why I think if Shocker. we're going to Just be consistent, we need to also... By we, you mean the abortion opponents. Meaning the... Our worldview... The indefinite pronoun rec references our, are our killing Our worldview <laughs> is a consistent worldview, which means that we would respond the same way in, in both regardless, extreme cases. Regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of the circumstances. So, so let me reiterate. Out so let me reiterate. That when you open the door for these extreme cases like rape... Yes. You end up with what you guys were just describing, which where, is absolutely where we have situational horrific. ethics saying, "Well, you know," and well, so now I can just lie and say, "Well, I was raped," or even we can you kill forget lying. Baby. You can just justify it in a different manner. Oh, but it'll take away my love and time for my first child. Or I'm married, and you know I wasn't willingly participating that night with my husband. Well, in that case, yes. Um, or the I, trauma I mean, that associated with it. Emotionally. I deal oh, we're with the, the physical rape, and rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. But, even, so, but, that, but to Greg's point, the, if you accept the rape argument, then there is no reason not to accept the right. other argument. So let's, let's say it's, uh, I'm just, I'm shocked. I've been raped. I've been violated. I'm in counseling. I've still got bruises. And you want me to bear this monster's child. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Really? You say that only because you're not a woman, right? Well, I mean, I'm not a woman. But um, I will say that I have heard testimony from women that having an abortion is itself a traumatic and awful experience. So the idea that, but that people who are proponents of this argument, who claim that, oh, well, if I have this child, he, will, he or she will remind me of this rape every single day, mm -hmm. you may have that memory anyway. You probably will, because mm -hmm. it's that traumatic of an experience. Mm -hmm. sure. To blame it on the child is, again, shifting the blame in the wrong direction. There may be to be counseling or healing in another way, but the child is maybe the burden bearer of that. Mm. Well, there wouldn't be a child if we had the abortion, so we, we don't have to deal with it. But you may have your own additional trauma in addition to the rape on top of that. So I mean, you so this is a white man speaking with white privilege, talking about how a woman should react to a violent encounter. What's with confidence, you, Mr. I might Mr. add. Mr. Feminine Man. You mean, should I present the opposite? You do everything you want. You know. Well, because I was just, I, I have definitely heard that too. Yeah. And if this was a court of law, I would definitely take the approach that some lawyers take, which is like, I can't imagine what you're, what you went through. Like right. trying to empathize oh, in this case, because it, it is, I, I really, I literally cannot even imagine. No. That is not the time to start trying to figure out how you understand life and children. You know, there, you have to try to separate the trauma from the way that things just are. A life is a life. A baby is a baby. Those are separate categories from the trauma you experience, and okay. now might not be the time okay. to start thinking through, how sure. do I see this child? Sure. This is what, the wrong... what does this mean to me? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in the wrong let's, state. Let's first mourn this trauma. I, yeah. Yeah. Then we'll talk about, you have something very special now. Yeah. 
Okay. This is a special opportunity to to fulfill you, what you were put on this earth to do. And, and this could be a curse turned into a blessing. It could right. be. I was again, even, I was again another white privilege male perspective of what happens to rape victims and the horror that's included. I, I just wonder if if we were to, if we were to look at this, you know, in its broadest context, um, is is that is that really what we want? Do we, do we really want women to bear children in pain and suffering only to look at these children be reminded of this violent encounter and, and what? Then give them up for adoption and have society care for them? Hmm. Well, I think that what I, th I feel like we are buying in, first off, let me just throw out the statistic that's like, I mean, like, like less than half a percent of all abortions related to rape. I mean, it's extremely. We don't small. care about your statistics so because statistics can tell anything. They can, but the point I think that I'm making that is that of women that have use, have abortions are emotionally destroyed. But if you're going to use the rape example to make an argument for abortion, it kind of feels a little bit of a straw man because it's such an extreme. I, okay. Again. A white male trying That's to tell... That's also a straw man. A white man trying to tell a woman, perhaps of color... Definitely of color. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just throw that to, there, too. How to treat her own body. Oh, wait a minute. I'm let actually not so telling her, by the way. So, so let, me, let me just see if I get this straight. Across the room here, are we all saying that the government should compel a woman to spend nine months bearing a child? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? That the government should mandate. They can't do that. They? Who are they? The United States. The United States government cannot mandate that. No. Well, they can mandate it's that you not kill your neighbor. Is it really? Why would it be against the Constitution? Because that's interfering with somebody's personal rights, isn't it? I don't know. Which right would that be? Because As enumerated uh, in the Constitution. That doesn't work. Because Stand by. I've got Shorty here. <laughs> Which, which constitutional amendment are you thinking of? Today, think by the, the way, amendment. is the anniversary. This today is Constitution Day. Oh, you didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking the First Amendment. The First Amendment. So I've got the freedom to assemble. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, free speech, freedom of the press, redress grievances. So, which, which, which one of the freedoms is being? I just read the. You want to help Shorty here? Basically, I I can't help you with an amendment because there is no amendment in the Constitution that says you can take someone one another person's rights at the way at the cost of another's. Oh, so wait a second now. We can't. We can't take away the right of the woman to have you look inside her body? Wait a second. Because there's another body inside her body that also has constitutional privileges? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Wow. How do you feel about that? A little confused. Wasn't that something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... So how would you describe that argument that my body is my property 
and you can't touch any part of my property, even if there's property inside that you think you own. How do we deal with that? Is the government, are we property of the government? Oh, no. No, no, no. So that's actually called property. But private property is something that is sacrosanct in our constitutional system here. Again, from a biblical worldview, I, I think we're out in the field right now, but I mean, then that goes to his Shorty point that brought they would up be the slaves. Constitution. But he actually, he, he actually made a reference here. What would you just said a second ago? I asked if they take a search warrant. Because if I recall correctly, the constitutional, the 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 thinly veiled constitutional argument, um, when I, that's, that came up the way I wanted to. The very loose constitutional argument that was used for Roe v. Wade was Let's actually about veils right now. Based, if I recall, on the uh, unlawful search and seizure, is it not? Privacy. Oh, no, no, it's privacy. But privacy comes from unlawful search and seizure. Presumably. From a, from a totally separate court case that had to do with contraception. Mm-hmm. So what they started with is they said, well, you can't search and seize uh, without, a, without, without right probable cause. So therefore, based off of that, they extrapolated this idea that you have a right to privacy. The government doesn't have a right to know what's going on in your business, so to speak. Then it's specifically the, in your body. In your body. Yeah. And the rationale was applied very limitedly at the time to a court case involving contraception. They were trying to say it was legal to use contraception. Out of that, about what, fifteen years later, comes Roe v. Wade, who relies on the right to privacy to then say, Well now the government can't tell you what you can do with your body and because they can't tell you what you can do with your body, you can have an abortion because the government has no rights there. What year was that? You said right to body, but right, it to, was privacy. right to privacy, but there it was search and seizure. That's what led to, it's a, to the, it was the a, concept. Because so you're not was, supposed to go and just make up your own laws. You're so, supposed to base it on something in the okay, Constitution. So, so what year was that? Roe v. Wade. Anybody? 60s? Seven, no, no. Close. 1973? Three. 1973. What is the first Supreme Court case in the history of a government? How, how long has this government been going on? Seventeen-seventy-six. So, two hundred. Forty-three. Two hundred thirty. Two hundred forty years. Something like that. What is the first Supreme Court case ever in our history that had no precedence? The precedence are when the court says, "Hey, here's what we've decided, and we've decided it
you violated my privacy, search and seizure, there is no baby. Therefore, abortion has to be okay, was the argument. I, I totally disagree, obviously, but that was the argument. And in 1973, there were no precedents, so they couldn't say this is based on these 14 cases prior to this. All of that is completely lovely and irrelevant. Why, you said earlier, me as a white privileged male, I admit I am a white privileged male. Thank God that I'm a white privileged male. However, I don't know that you're privileged. I wanted to continue and but say. white and male. Definitely white I know and, for and a, definitely 100%. Male. Yes. Um, the other, uh, what I was going to say is, in response to that comment that you made more than once, uh, to highlight how irrelevant it is, is I'm not arguing from my point of view. Okay. I'm arguing from a um, from the God of the universe's point of view. So therefore, whether well, so, you know, so what does the God of the universe say? I mean, if we're looking at a, a biblical worldview, let's start us off. Let's 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 look at our argument now. Give me one thing, one thing that our worldview would say that would get people to start to think. Number one, top shelf. Well, oh, there's the pressure. I think the one that everyone always uses is the, um, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Okay, so we we do have a, a what? Soul. Okay, I'd go more generically. Conscious. I'll do better. Life. The spirit. I... A person? person? I go human. Okay. I have a human or a person, one of those two. Those are distinct concepts, legally, personally, right? I have a soul. I, I think my dog has a soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where's, where's Fido going to be when he passes? In heaven with me, right? So I don't know that soul works. Isn't that Consciousness, that I don't know that that works. I... I'm not arguing that I agree but with But we're it. actually talking I'm just though, saying like that if we're going to argue it, we've got a person or a human. And if you're going to look constitutionally, then that person or that human has rights. This brings us, of course, the next argument is, well, when does it turn into a person or human? Right? And so now we want to argue. What does science say? Incontrovertibly. You're a human, even if you're not. When? Mm. What does science say? Yeah, you're incontrovertibly. Human? Yeah, when are you a human? When is there a person when there? When there's a heartbeat? Uh, I would say when there's... Incontrovertibly, now, the vast majority of scientists will tell you that at conception, you have human life. DNA. Because they can, exactly, they can look and say, well, I've got the DNA of this new human, and it doesn't match the, the DNA of the human in which this person resides. Yeah. Too changed, slow, we're we moving on. What? We already changed the subject from what I was going to say. Go ahead, what were you going to say? I was just wondering, people commit abortions on dogs, eh? but nobody complains about the pet. You kill the puppies of your... Dog, because you don't want to deal with puppies. You yeah. So if I see that a puppy, or let's call it a dog, is uh, growling and ready to kill my children, bite them in the neck, tear their throats out, I have to make a choice, right, between the dog and the child. 
it's the same if a guy has a gun and he's waving it at somebody. You have to make a choice. I do. You're exactly right. Um, so one choice is human or human. The other choice is human or animal. If you want to put humans in the animal category, it must be difficult for you. Mm -hmm. no, science says knife in the we're in the animal category. Hmm? Science says we're in the animal kingdom. Some scientists would say that. So, so the question then, if we're looking at that part, hang on, um, comes into play as we look at the uh, PragerU uh, video we just saw, where people were uh, quizzed, um, would you sign this petition to save eagle babies? These are little baby eagles. And unborn. Unborn, you know, in, in eggs, you know, yet to hatch. Would you sign a petition to protect them? Fortunately, everybody, he asked. Absolutely. We sign here. Okay. Well, the next page here, would you do the, would you sign to protect human babies? And they're like, well, well, no. Personally, I have a problem with that. Okay. So here's another thing that we see in our culture of late. The Jewish, the Orthodox Jewish community says that dogs are unclean and should not be in your home. It's a fact. So if you have a dog in your home, you're unclean, soup to nuts. How is a dog considered unclean? They're dogs. <laughs> if you own a horse. Okay. If you if you bring your horse into your home, it's also well, it's animals in the home are unheard of biblically. Only one time, one time is biblically an animal to be brought into your home. Homes are for humans. What is that one time when an animal is to be brought into the home? That's food. No. 14 days before Pesach. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The Passover lamb. And, you know, you grow to love this lamb, and you kill it. And eat it. So, and then you eat it. So if you want to do that with your dog, that's fine. <laughs> that's really unclean. That's a real problem. Um, but uh, an alarming thing is happening in America here where people are not only bringing animals into their home on a routine basis, but... On top of that, they're addressing them as their children, their babies. And, you know, the dog trainer brother is addressing the owners of the animal as the parents. This, this, is, this is very confusing. And mixing animals and humans together. So if a dog gets some kind of fever and we need to quote-unquote Put it down. That's okay. Well, if I have a baby that's inconvenient or may have Down syndrome or have one leg shorter than the other or maybe not be as smart as me, we need to put it down. So we've just got another example of where culture is turning right and wrong on its head. Yeah. Can go back to the biblical side of things for a little yes. bit. Yes. 
Um, in the Bible, there's a very interesting discussion about what happens to a, a fighting opportunity. Yes, where a woman who's pregnant is injured in a fight by two other men. And in the injury, she ends up miscarrying the baby that she's carrying. Now, what's interesting about this is they, uh, the whole system is about uh, payments for damages. That's the, that's, the, that's the topic. And they address that there's a payment for the loss of the baby. There's also a payment for injuries to the woman. So that's where we get the phrase, the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, and so forth. Not literally talking about poking one's eye out, sure. but Paying that the value, the, of the value of the monetary damage. value should equal sure. damage. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is that you know there's one way to look at this and say, oh well, the the baby therefore is um, is not treated like like a human because it has a, it has its own value. But that's actually a, a false argument because in every case of value in the Torah, they're actually doing exactly what we do today in a court case. If you have a court case and you have a human a human value, they're going to look at how old you are, what your productivity is, the job that you have, all those types of things, because they're going to try to establish how much are you worth. So what the Bible is doing is it's setting a value of a worth point for different people. We see this with offerings to the temple. Yeah, no, I, I get it. The, the um, bottom slaves. line, though, is there is a value. But there is a baby. value for her, for the baby, and there is a specific value for that. And so where I think where the only time that... Judaism permits some form of killing of the baby in certain cases is only where the baby itself is threatening the life of the mother. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not an abortion argument. No, this is a lifeboat ethics, yeah. Yeah. you know, and extreme it's scenario. That Judaism discussion. and Christianity are at odds on that one. Christianity would, by and large, say you need to save the baby. Right. And Judaism would say, forget the baby, you need to save the mom. Which may have but, partly to do with the... But uh, in, in the, the bottom line is, there's life in both cases, right. and there's arguments on both sides for saving the life. And it, but yeah. we're not talking about right. losing a life in bearing the child. We're talking about terminating a life, not terminating a pregnancy. I think that's a, a misnomer. Yeah, we're exactly. terminating exactly. a life. I got you, then I got Schmedley. So back to your point where taking down a dog, if they were injured or mad, yeah, mad dog, yeah, and taking down a child because of Murder. sort of disfigurement or ailment, mm. would that not also be considered abortion? as lowering the, I guess, importance or status of human life to that of an animal. Yes. Because if people don't have problems with their pets having abortion because they don't want to take care of the offspring and they don't want to do adoption, would that also not apply to human abortion where I don't want to take care of a baby and I'm I'm not going to spend the time raising it and then so this it up for adoption. This that, this this works and that equality is perfect if humans are nothing more than animals. So those that would say 
We look a whole lot like gorillas. You may, but I mean. <laughs> we just shave more. That's a problem. Right? How many gorillas have sung an opera? How many gorillas have devised computer programming? How many gorillas have danced a waltz? How many gorillas have designed the chair you're sitting on? Actually, gorillas. If you want to compare me to a gorilla, a chimpanzee, an orangutan, or anything else that's sort of shaped like me with, with more hair and perhaps, perhaps a little bit stronger. Yeah, and you would get it wrong. All right, so, yeah. Yes. So, I think we're, um, we should put it back on track. So, I have somebody worked to Do you want to talk me, about orangutans? No. Okay. Someone were to come up and ask me, why, what do you have that would tell me I shouldn't have an abortion? I would ask them, does that mean you had the same right to live as they do? So, that but so, so let's, let's, let's step into that together as a, as a team here. So the person that comes up and that's evidently a woman, says, uh, what right do you have to tell me that I can't abort, have an abortion um, because I'm a person and the baby is not. What makes a person? What makes a human? I would simply ask them, would that mean that at this point in when you were a baby and when you were um, conceived, does that mean you were any less a person than they are now? That's good. I think it's more of an emotional argument if you go there. I think the question is to take it out of their hands and ask I get it. It's not a person in there. It's not a human. This human doesn't, this, this thing, whatever we're going to call it, does not have constitutional rights and protections like every other human in our, in our constitution, right? I get it. At what point do they get those? Is it at the point of birth? Well, suppose they're born two days before that. How can they be born two days before the point of birth? That's my point. So if this is the birth date, but suppose they're born two days earlier, are they are they not a human then? But two days later, they become a, a human? It, their argument is going to fail. At some point, they've got to determine when they become a human, when they become a person. Are you going to say something? I would just... I'd be surprised if anyone uses the A word. That's why I think what we were saying before, abortion. I think a lot of times people will say pro-choice. They always put it on this idea of like, so what we would more likely hear is someone saying, why, should, are, why are you telling me I shouldn't have the right to choose what to do with my own body? And to your point, if you just can bring it back to the focus on that there is another person then I think that's where their argument begins to break down. You may have a right to choose. Absolutely you do. Does the baby have the right to choose? I like that. Do, does his or her right to yeah. choose any like less because they're being because fed they're, by you? Or because they're covered by skin. So I like that. I always have in the past taken it back a little bit. If asked, 
Don't I have the right to choose? I say absolutely. And you did. How does that go? And now we have and now we have the consequence of the choice you already made. How many choices do you think you get? Well, Your choice has now led to this. Now, I don't think we're looking at choice now as much as we are, how are you going to deal with your consequences? That falls through, though, with the rape type. I try to avoid talking to anyone who's been raped, but thank you for bringing that up. But we can actually go ahead and grab that. So if the person's been raped, they had no choice is what you, I got you. They have no choice. That's what you're implying. Mm -hmm. I mean, hence, rape. So, so it's almost like their choice is being moved forward, but it's not, is it? Uh-uh. Because there is no choice at this point. What the choice was robbed from them. It doesn't mean they get another choice because it was robbed. Like you pass, go, you get $200, and we go around again. I, oh, i got to go to jail. I don't get my $200. Same deal, right? It's just like playing Monopoly. You were raped. I'm sorry. You got robbed of the choice. That's not my fault. It's certainly not that baby's fault. There's a human in there as a result of the fact that you were robbed of choice. I would like to work with you and defend you in court against this man who robbed you of your choice. That's a great argument, I think. That's the argument is your choice to do murder. You never, in our culture, have the choice to murder. That's not a choice. So, back to your, your deal there. Yeah, I mean, I'm pro-choice. I'm definitely pro-choice. You choose to have sex or not have sex. That's the choice. And if you want to make that choice, you need to live with the consequences. And the end of that consequence is not you becoming a criminal, but rather becoming either a mother or father. And I think I just want to throw in there, I would almost say a different word there. It's not so much dealing with the consequences, it's with the fruit of your choice. Like, this is not a bad thing. It's, it's, one could argue it's labor, so it's the fruit of your labor. Yes, but it's but the mistake I think is that um, I don't want to step into the argument of the person arguing with me to agree with them that their baby is a negative. That's a good point. I like that. I like that. So fruit. Go ahead. What do you got? Wikipedia defines a person as a person is a being that has certain capabilities or attributes, such as reason, morality, consciousness or self-consciousness and being a part of a culturally established form of social relationship social relationships such as kinship ownership of property or legal responsibilities the finding features of personhood and consequently what makes a person count and a person differ widely among cultures and contexts so do you do with their uh I got you. Do you agree with uh, with their definition? I would agree with their definition as of now. As n in no way. So, so your your brother's at odds with you. So you would agree with the definition that when a baby is born wrapped in swaddling cloths, as they say, 
and must nurse at its mother's breast for weeks, if not months on end, has no property rights, has no social interactions that, of which it's aware, and so forth, and everything else you just went through, it's not a person. It's kinship. Oh, I thought you meant... Da! Yeah, but it doesn't know property. <laughs> I thought you meant, do I agree with Wikipedia's definition of a person, not do I agree with... That's what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. Do you agree with what you just read from Wikipedia? Yes. Hang on a second, I got Smedley, and then uh, and then Mike is going to tell me how I'm not understanding what his brother is saying. So, think about it like this. I'm an 18-year-old. I my, my All my family is dead. I have no kinship whatsoever. Even if you mean legal kinship, not going back to the whole biblical, I'm from Abraham and so everyone Standing there, so, naked as a jaybird. Right. No and, property. And now, unfortunately, no longer a person, evidently. Right. So, no property, no social, social interactions, interactions, and no, what was, the, what was the last one? Well, there was conscience. Consciousness. Well, self-awareness. But the problem with that argument is definition of consciousness is something that I think is extremely difficult to determine. Well, I think this the problem is, is that we're, we're relying on Wikipedia, which is why or, I've started or, most of these classes by on, saying this is what Wikipedia said. <laughs> or, or, yeah. relying on, or relying on, on, on incomplete medical science. I mean, I think the, the same argument saying that, oh, the baby doesn't have, you know, Cognitive whatever, resource, but yeah. they keep finding things that surprise them. But I, th I think we go down Going the back wrong, earlier and earlier. I think we go we go down the wrong track if we try and argue from science. Of course, because you pull out a scientist, they pull out a scientist. Your scientist right. you is a biblical guy. This guy a is a moron. You pull out a biblical, you know, comment, and they pull out a thing from Nietzsche. You yeah. say the Bible's going to be a hard place to argue for abortion. Yeah, for, for abortion. Exactly. I, I think I think you're probably right. Bottom line, though, is that I think not just from ethics, but from a strict sense of justice, it doesn't make sense. Back to there was a choice. You made the choice. And now you are lamenting the choice. This does not give you the privilege of committing murder. Simple as that. And now we're going to argue, well, is it murder? It's just a bunch of tissue together. Well, if I take that tissue and I give it a little bit more time, it may actually recite the Gettysburg Address. Are we still talking about tissue? I don't think so. Basically, this is a choice that has a final sale tag on it. There's no returns, no refunds. Un unfortunately, that's exactly true. Were you going to say something well, that, before, or did you want to go? I think the... Siri wants to say something. Mm. Do you? <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, one second. If you, I want to hear what you have to say. I just want to make sure that I didn't miss anything here. Are you still agreeing with Wikipedia's definition of personhood? It's hard to say yes or no because... Even though you did before. Yes. Yes, you did. I did? Yes. So, 
I would say that I agree with the definition of a person, but not its application. Because That's clever. Okay. So, after we get out of law school, what are we going to do about the Wikipedia thing? Does what they described describe a baby? Does it describe your brother if he's standing in a field with no clothes on? <laughs> I'm thinking Clearly no. Clearly devoid of reason. Clearly devoid of reason, right? Certainly not self-conscious. I, 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 I want you to review that. Your homework. If I, if I may just good. help with Josiah. No, okay, go ahead. I think what Josiah is saying is the, these are, it's not a complete definition, but yes. certainly these are yes. aspects of what we would, a lot of it, would we would consider a person. Yes. It's just not complete. We would take it much further in order to accommodate for people with disability, for example, to accommodate for an unborn child. I, I think. How about a born child? How about or a born child? child? Exactly. Well, there's, that's a, it's an interesting list of things that certainly make a person not a person. Sure. Yeah. So I, 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 I wonder, does your brother know that he from. can actually edit the Wikipedia definition no. himself? Yes. Oh, just check. But I think that. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Just on that point that we, I think that, that you can edit the Wikipedia definition. No, actually, not that point. The one that Gregory was making. The, the idea that um, thinking about life and when we're defining it and even what you've been talking about as far as like defining it and not applying to a baby was exactly what we're seeing today. The new laws, the governor of Virginia came out and accidentally said that you could kill a baby after it was born because it's not, well, it hasn't taken its first, you know, unassisted breath yet or whatever their definition was. And so you, it, once you determine that human life is up for negotiation right. and definition right. beyond the fact that it's Nicely a human put. life, yes. then you can move that timeline anywhere, anywhere you, you want. want to. That's right. And in fact, in Denmark, we just had a woman with dementia, euthanized, that means killed, by the government, um, against her will. The attending physician, if we want to call him that, I would say the attending murderer um, was just found completely non-culpable. Well, and I think eventually what you end up with is um, you start going down this path of what counts and doesn't count as a human until exactly. you finally decide that, you know, Jews, they're not really humans exactly either. Exactly right. That's it. Exactly. And, and whoever's in charge gets to pick and choose who's worthy to live. Is that really our role? From, a, again, a biblical worldview, a Torah worldview, is that our role? No, we're not in charge. We're not in charge. We're just stewards. And part of my stewardship, unfortunately right now, is you, Schmedley. Go. As I was thinking through the opposite side argument, I'd love to get some thoughts around those, if pressed, in an engagement talking about pro-choice and whatnot, if they pull the card, well, it's legal right now. Are you saying that our country is is has a flaw that there is somehow a, a glaring misdemeanor or a glaring moral problem that our government hasn't addressed yet? Absolutely, just like in the 1960s when slavery was legal. 1860s. 1960s. Did I say 1960s? 1960s. 1860s. 1860s, and then the 1960s with segregation. But yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Nobody but says our government is perfect. Before. 
It was what was illegal? Abortion before Roe versus Wade. It was. So so the here this is different than what you were just describing. You were describing progressively getting more moral. No, I was by, by I was the describing of I was describing the fact that our government's laws have been in error in the past. Nothing more. And we have fixed that, as I hope we will fix this one. The philosophical Just because it's a law doesn't make it more. It was, it was a law that slavery was legal. We killed half a million of each other to get beyond that. I hope we don't have to do that in this case. But we did change that, and I hope we will change this. I mean, just to, again, go back to the example I gave earlier, one of the leading philosophical people groups on the planet, and arguably the most intelligent people group on the planet, at least based on their rocket program, were the Nazi Germans. Is he talking about the North Koreans? Talking about the Germans. Oh, the Germans. Of Nazi Germany. Oh, Nazi Germany. Yeah. So the idea by anyone who can argue that, oh, well, we're enlightened today, so therefore this must be okay, mm. is an absolutely ludicrous argument. Absolutely. Because there have been plenty of people who thought they were, you know, enlightened and yet had no problem, you know, washing themselves with soap made from human body fat. So yeah. there are we're, monsters out there. We're having lamps made out of human skin. What'd you have? You raised your hand before. Come on. It seems like every time I want to say something, you just... Well, you raised your hand while he was talking. You put your hand down. It was a slavery thing. Are we good? Right. Yeah, I had them uh, right there. Then. Gone. Just like that. Are we good on the... Oh, You're I, saying I think, it's a law. I think and I'm saying up, like, extreme circumstances of like crazy people who are no longer... Who met an untimely... You know, met a demise in some way isn't necessarily the best comparison to our country. What is he talking about? I don't know if the Nazi Germany argument no, holds he answered water your with America. Right Prior yeah. to, you were talking about relating to our current our government. Current, our law, like literally the country that children. we live in right now. Yes. Yeah. It is totally fine to get an abortion. And in 1860, it was totally fine to own a slave. What's your point? <laughs> well, the point is... Like, we killed a half a million of each other, proving that that law was not right, and we changed it. Right. The fact that we made a law saying that something is right when it's actually wrong. So he's agreeing with you, you have, that this current law did you is have, immoral. Did you have any wine this Shabbos? Yes. Oh. Well, there was a law that said you could not drink any alcohol. I guess... We changed that law! My, my point is... The fact that we have a law that has anything is virtually irrelevant, isn't it? But the reason yeah. I bring it up is um, because there was probably a time in 1851 ooh. where there were probably men sitting around a table similar to this discussing whether or not slavery was a moral issue. And going back and forth and talking about the biblical ramifications of it. And, and some about joker, history. and some joker on the right hand side of the table said, "But it's legal. <laughs> There's a law that says it's legal." And everybody looked at him and goes, "So what?" <laughs> well, that's and that's kind of the point. Is it's like, is this? It might be one of those unique times where we're discussing something that isn't necessarily really something that should be discussed but actually changed you know hello well let's vote in a man who puts in literally 
as of yesterday, 150 justices. He's got the t-shirt. He's been here. Got the t-shirt. 150 justices in order to change and make our judicial system more conservative. And my hope and prayer is that, yes, there will be an argument that goes before the highest court of the land and somebody there is going to have to chutzpah to say, well, in 1973, we didn't have any press ruling the way we did. I don't know why we did, but I think it was a mistake. So let's rule that not legal. In fact, the liberals are so afraid that that's going to happen. Well, that's why they were so far, so against Kavanaugh. Right. In fact, that, that was one of the news reports that just came out. The woman who falsely accused Kavanaugh, her attorney or whatever, said that uh, something about like, she was proud of the fact that she attached an asterisk to his name so that it, when he overturns Roe v. Wade, it's like it won't really be legitimate. The point being that the justices that President Trump has put on the Supreme Court have the liberals genuinely concerned that that the, the law the will, will be overturned. Yeah, the ruling, no law. The ruling will be overturned. Because there is no law in the books that says you may kill babies. There's no law that says that. There's also no law that says you cannot. There's no law. There's simply a judicial ruling that says that abortion is legal. Hmm. It's interesting. 150 judicial placements and defunding of Planned Parenthood. I tell you what. Yeah, you were just describing New York. I actually didn't hear that. You just you said that it sounded like New York had an issue. We're talking about federal law. They, yeah, we're talking federal law. Uh, New York City, I think it's a state law. It's a state law. It's a state. And it happened um, earlier this year. You can actually, and New Jersey's doing the same thing, I think. In Virginia. Um, they tried to. Try to yeah, you can kill your baby after it's been born. And it's considered part of the abortion right to privacy and so on. Well, the irony is that... It's, it's interesting. If your baby's born at home and you kill it, you throw it in the trash can, they'll put you in prison. But if you go to a medical facility and they take your and your baby is born and they kill it, it's okay. There's something wrong Gosh, here, that's folks. That's just demonic. <laughs> that's saying that the government has the legal right to choose who does it. Who does what? Who does the abortion? Government, who can, yeah, who, who can get murdered? Oh, he's, he's arguing, you know, conservative versus progressive. So More now government you're versus, the government, you know, we get to kill ourselves. Has the choice of <laughs> now. So now the government is taking away your right to do it at home. You're saying so I can't. You're, you're arguing against the right to privacy and the right to free expression. Is it? No, I'm saying the government. Whether or not the government can say that you can't do it at home. That's the lady from uh, Wells Fargo who speaks nothing but Japanese and wants me to answer the phone. And then I don't know what to do because she's speaking Japanese. But gotcha. I'm sorry. Um, so what I'm saying is that why are you arguing for a government law? I'm arguing that there is no law. There is simply a judicial ruling which right. should make us already concerned 
And secondly, I do want there to be another judicial ruling that says that the first ruling was not only unconstitutional, but immoral and stupid. No, that's not my point. My right. point That's is, my point. Mm -hmm. My point was being from the point of the person who's arguing for an abortion. Yes. Why are you arguing about an existing law? An, an non-existing law. He's, he's saying you, in order to make abortion illegal, they would need to make a new law making it illegal. They don't have to do that because there's no law that says it's legal. It, it is no, no I mean, so it just would I mean, automatically classify as murder. That's what I was going to say. Was it's like there is a law against murder. There is a law against murder, and the ruling was that a woman has a right to privacy, and the government can't stop an abortion. There's no law that says that an abortion is legal. There's no law. The, only the judicial branch can generate create laws. There's no bill. There's no law. You can't give me the law. There's only a ruling in 1973 where the judicial branch said, oh yeah, they can do that. Didn't the Supreme what Court, I was saying... Isn't the Supreme Court bypassing its power? Is well, the Supreme Court allowed if, to do if, that? In my mind, constitutionally, here on September 17, 2019, no. They... They overstepped. So couldn't you their, argue that that was unconstitutional? That's why there was no precedence. They couldn't claim a precedence for this, a precedent for this ruling. So couldn't you get the? So couldn't you argue that the law is unconstitutional? Of course you can. Of course you can. But so you can't just you know. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Supreme Court. I'd like to make an argument again. It doesn't work that way. As the court has to agree to take a case which means there has to already be a case. And until a case can get to the Supreme Court, which normally it won't, they get to turn down cases if they don't want to hear them. Unless a court case gets all the way to the highest court of our land, they can't rule again on that. There's currently two or three cases from a firearms perspective that will go before the court when they convene on October 1st that could actually remove all of the 23,000 firearm laws on the federal books. If they rule that the government, the federal government has absolutely no right to make any law prohibiting the free expression of the Second Amendment, all those laws will go <laughs> toilet water. Hear that flushing sound? I love it. I can't wait. That's how it works, because there are laws. So those are being challenged now, just like uh, Heller, uh, McDonald. Heller was in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, McDonald was in Chicago, allowing for the bearing of firearms outside the home, that it's a personal right, and so on. So I don't want to get off track here, but not that I'm looking forward to October, but it would be really pretty cool. All right, we're going we're gonna to close up. Any words of wisdom? Alex. I was just considering if I decided to make a stupid decision mm -hmm. and go procreate with someone of interest mm -hmm. and they became pregnant. Yes. And they decided they wanted to terminate that 
fruit of labor, and I didn't, and they terminated it against my will. Yes. Could I sue them and the government for taking away my right? Wrongful property destruction. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, I was just... I was considering what was bringing it back before they Supreme Court. Sure. Has no man ever sued well, a woman the, for not doing it? That's going to bring it back to the Supreme Court. Is the state, I believe the state of Alabama, deliberate the state of Alabama, deliberate. literally passed the law banning all abortions except those involving the life of the mother. So every single abortion was ruled illegal. In uh, the state of Alabama. The court, and they did it. And they said they did it deliberately. To make the Supreme Court to, to or, get it to go to, all, to all the way convince up. the Supreme Court to the case, the um, which I think is already in co- the lower it's, courts. It's on it's on route, as they say. But it may take a while if the Supreme Court even wants to hear it. Yeah, probably four or five years, easy. Even long enough for Trump to put another justice on the Supreme Court, President Trump. But I, with the word of wisdom, I would say if I think any moral conscious human being would think about it and put themselves in that same situation as that embryo being put together, they would say, yes, I was a life at that point. Mm-hmm. And aside from your selfish interest, I think that alone would constitute the fact that this decision is made on selfish interest alone. You know, I, I can't argue with what you're saying. I don't think it'll fly very well in, right. you know, in a social circle or at a cocktail party, but I can't disagree with you at all. Um, my hope is that you know, before I pass on, um, we write ourselves as a country. Um, we've been we've, we've got a long time killing a lot of children. My a lot of question children. Question is, would you be willing to defend that right of a child by bearing arms against your own nation? There's uh, in the circles that I I'm in. There's there's actually been some of those kind of questions. Um, if you saw, if you look in a window, you look in a window of a building, all right? So let's just close with this. You're looking in the window of a building, and you're seeing a man there, and he's got a pistol, and he's got little kids. They look to be two, three years old, you know, just toddling around, and he's holding the pistol up to their head, and he's shooting each one of them. And, of course, their brains are splattered all over the walls, and their body falls limp, and he's just going for another one. And the little kids are running all around. Would you feel obligated, if you saw that through the window, to break in and stop this guy from killing these children? Yes? Yes. yes. Okay. So I, I would express my worldview the same way. The fact that this child cannot be seen because it's covered by its mother's skin is to me, completely irrelevant. Um, but of course, this is where the zealots taking on the abortion mills and clinics and so forth are going to prison mm-hmm. because they're, they're killing the person performing the abortions. Mm-hmm. But to Schmedley's point, that unfortunately is not illegal in our country right now. So I think the only moral thing that we can do to stop the children from walking in the front door. Which is why in some states they've actually, not unlike the voting laws where you can't be within a certain number of feet of a voting place for exit polls and so forth, you can't be 
within a certain number of feet of a, an abortion uh, mill. Yes. But the way that you can stop those children from walking front doors is for you to not have sex outside marriage. Oh, what else? That's a great <laughs> place to start. But um, if you'd like to, to do something a little more proactive, um, here it comes. What a you segue! Could attend next Tuesday at the fundraiser for um, Monroe, Health. Monroe Health, who are a crisis pregnancy center um, trying to help women who have unexpected pregnancies and, and you know, deal with the challenges that, that exactly. we all acknowledge to exactly. come with that. Um, not ignoring those, but trying to say there's another way. And, and give them an alternative. Give them hope. Give them whatever it takes, whatever it needs, and so forth, to provide not only for the physical needs, but emotional needs. And as a white privileged male, I would love to help. Amen. And that's why we're not meeting next week. So you guys can either donate and sit around and watch that uh, live if uh, if they stream it, or actually go to the uh, to the banquet. I was just going to say, going back to something you mentioned, the the dog talk. You know, like when somebody's dog gets pregnant, why aren't they aborting that? Well, quite frankly, I think a lot of times it's because People just know what to do with puppies. It's pretty easy. You take the puppies are born. You take them to like a pound, or you sell them, and it's well, like you drown them. You kind of know. <laughs> they do that, guys. Just so you they know, yeah. they drown them. Yeah. That wasn't where I was going. With. No, I, I know I get that, but but they the, do the know what to being, do with them, and the point and being, quite frankly, they're allowed to kill them. Sure, sure, but the the point Peter, being that a lot of people don't think that they need to terminate the puppies in utero because they kind of just know what to do after they're born. Mm -hmm. Places like the Crisis Pregnancy Center, they're there to help a woman shift her mindset to something like that. Yeah. This is easy. You got this. Yeah, it hurts when it comes out, but we, we, know, what, yeah, we know exactly we, what to do for you. And that is, quite frankly, the thing that I think is the most powerful yeah. from an organization like that because when you compare a quick little surgery you know, and a thousand dollars or whatever it costs sure. to like, and they like oh to my goodness, guilt. I have no idea. Right, right. But then like trying to compare that to, I have no idea how to raise a child. I don't know where I would. And you, you start piling on all of the possibilities and all the things that would come along with actually bearing a child. It makes that abortion decision easier because of just the logistical reasons. Sure. And places like the Crisis Pregnancy Center tries to take that off the table. Logistical reasons? Poor planning? Oh, we got you. Look, we're going to help with that. So I, I, from my perspective, I really do feel like that is an effective means of, of fighting that moment of, of a woman being scared, being confused, uh, possibly traumatized, sure. uh, coming in, swooping in, offering hope, offering assistance with logistics, yeah. offering alternatives. It's, it's really a great thing. I love it. And we also need to all run for our state legislature so that we can pull in Alabama. You're next. Thank you. Outstanding. Great great segue. Appreciate that. Joshua's brother twenty twenty. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Fun comments. Let me pray for us. Good Father, we thank you for the blessings on our country. Peace, prosperity have been hallmarks for over 200 years. Lord, we pray as men of righteousness 
that you would help to coordinate circumstance so that the laws in our land would be changed and that the killing of the unborn and in some cases even the born would be halted. We pray that you would forgive us for allowing this to go on for so long. Father, we just pray that you would uh, grant us strength, that we would in each way, individually, become involved in this plight, this blight. And Father, that uh, you would find us faithful to be doing something and not just talking about it. We pray, Father, for those women right now who are with child and are overwhelmed for whatever has caused the circumstance, that uh, you would bless the Monroe Help folks. Father, that they would uh, be blessed and many would turn to them instead of the abortion laws. Thank you for these men, for the opportunity to get together, talk about this, and to um, wrestle with the alternatives. We're grateful for it. We pray these things, B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach Karaneu. In the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, and our Lord. Amen. Amen.